to the Rhythms Podcast. I'm Brian Wise, the editor of the magazine. And my guest in this edition is Lucinda Williams, whose memoir, Don't Tell Anybody the Secrets I Told You, has recently been published. And her latest album, Stories from a Rock and Roll Heart, has recently been released. Now, if you want to know all about the early life and career of Lucinda, then you can't do better than read the memoir. It's a title that's reminiscent of Martha Wainwright's recent memoir, Stories I Might Regret Telling You, and it's even more honest. Lucinda's memoir, which really ends before her most recent success and invites another volume, reveals her turbulent childhood and youth, and it also reveals her battles with the music industry. Her first two albums, in fact, were released by the Folkways record label, and her self-titled third album, which brought her to international attention, was released by the English label Rough Trade. But her battles with the music industry were eclipsed by her own health battle when, in 2020, she suffered a stroke. Through a lot of physical therapy, she's managed to perform once again and in 2022 did more gigs than she had since 2017. She visited us here in Australia in April this year to play Bluesfest and other dates with her band Buick Six and also appeared on stage with Steve Earle. Now, at 70 years of age, Williams is 16 albums into her career, with many claiming that the 1998 album, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road, is her masterpiece, and others opting for albums such as Essence in 2001. But many will be placing Williams' new album, Stories from a Rock and Roll Heart, along with her best. Produced by her husband Tom Overby, the album has Williams collaborating on the songwriting with him and also with tour manager Travis Stevens and friend Jesse Malin. And guest backing vocals by Jeremy Ivey, Buddy Miller, Angel Olsen, Margot Price, Tommy Stinson and also Jesse Malin lends a hand there as well. It also features Williams' amazing band that includes Stuart Mathis and Doug Pettibone on guitars, Butch Norton on drums and David Sutton on bass. When Williams was recently in Australia, I caught up with her on Zoom to have a chat about her memoir and about the new album. Hey. Hi. How are you? Okay, thanks. I'm, thanks. I'm not in San Francisco, I'm in Melbourne. Just looks like <laughs> we were just saying we were Tom and I were talking last night about the similarities, though. You know, yeah. Melbourne and San Francisco, and Sydney's yeah. Sydney's kind of like L.A. a little bit, sort of that same, like the relative, relatively speaking. You know, from Sydney to Melbourne and then L.A. to San Francisco. Like yeah, that. yeah. I think the culture in Melbourne and probably the climate to some degree are the same as San Francisco in a way. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. And I was lucky enough to see you last September at the Americana Awards where you came on stage and did a song and, and et cetera. Um, how's your, how are you feeling? Because you've been in the last few years, had a few traumatic experiences yeah. as, <laughs> as Steve has as well. How are you? How yeah. are you feeling now? I know we're all getting older, so we are. You know, now we're getting those old people's ailments. Yeah, I'm fine. I feel fine though. I'm, you know, I mean, I did a whole bunch of rehab, is the thing, and you know, I jumped right into that, pretty much right right after the stroke. They had me in the hospital. The hospital. The doctors got me into rehab like right away. And then I had, then after I got out of the hospital, I had therapists come to the house and work with me there. 
And um, so, you know, it's been a constant. I've been doing a lot of that. And that's I'm sure that's what's helped so much. Are you playing guitar or are you not playing guitar yet? No, I'm still not. But it hasn't affected my voice. I'm singing. Real, you know, my voice is as strong as ever. And a lot of people have been saying they think it's even better than it was before. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. backs me up, you know, on stage. When we play live, it's I'm not playing, but they're they do a good job of supporting me musically. Well, having seen you last September, I can attest for the fact that your voice is as good as ever. And, you know, it's a bit of a coincidence that almost exactly at the same time you had your stroke, I had a serious accident too. And I was on the, you know, had a a while to recover and it, it kind of changes oh. your attitude towards life. Oh, yeah, it? it does. Boy, it has an effect on you, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It it really, it takes it out of you. You know, it's just, it's a, I was texting with a friend of mine earlier and I said, so he said, well, you're a tough, you're a tough chick, you know, and all this. And I said, yeah, it's been a tough climb back up, up the mountain. You know, it just takes a long time to recover. The recovery is just what's so hard. It I is still well- have trouble walking. Right. So, you know but it's great that you're performing and by the way happy birthday for january because you you (laughs) 70 yeah i know you hit a milestone as well right as i I made it to 70 that's not bad that's pretty good isn't it yeah (laughs) it's pretty amazing to think that your first album was released what 44 years ago and it's 20 25 years since Car Wheels. No, I know. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's just... So, as I said, I saw you last September at Americana. Your voice sounded fantastic. We're looking forward to the new album. I'll ask you a few questions about that. But we're also looking forward to your memoir. Who finally yes. convinced you to write your memoir? Well, um, you know, a lot of people have been suggesting it for a long time and just saying, you know, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I think probably because they knew I had, you know, I was always telling stories when I would play live I'd, around my songs. You know, all my songs had all these interesting stories behind them. So I think that's what made people think, you know, I should write a book because I had all these sto- stories to tell. And then I was offered a publishing deal with a company in New York, you know, and that's pretty much what sealed it was when they approached me and said, you know, we we want to put a book out of yours. So how then, hard is how hard is it to write compared to songwriting? A lot harder, I thought. Yeah. Just the process of it is so different, you know. Mm. I really didn't know what you know, how to start and or how to approach it and just kind of trial and error, you know. Um, I finally got started with it and just wrote whatever things I was remembering and, you know, tried to keep. I had, I've got a great editor and copy editor and all that. So they helped, you know, keep everything organized, like in order. A lot of it, you know, is research you have you know trying to 
like my sister helped me a lot because I would call her and ask her what year it was when we were living in such and such town and, you know, and all this stuff. I'm sure you would have some fantastic stories to tell. And the title is called Don't Tell Anybody the Secrets I Told You. But how did you walk the fine line between being really honest and recognizing that some people might get a bit upset if you told them? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was talking to my friend about today earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. being trying to, you know, straddle that line between being honest and truthful and you know, not hurting anybody's feelings. It's a battle, that one. That's what one of the things that makes it so hard to write a book as opposed to a song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it's a song, you can you can it can you can sort of cover things up a little bit with the behind mm-hmm. inside the poetry of the song, you know. You can say things in different ways, so it's not just right in your face, you know. <laughs> But, yeah, that's the hardest part of it, probably. I'm sure there are many stories about the music industry, though, that you tell in the book that would be of interest to people. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few. (laughs) (laughs) That felt kind of, there is, it felt, you know, somewhat satisfying to be able to explain some things, you know, that, because, you know, I'm still trying to live that down about the, the car wheels taking so long and all this, and I'm a perfectionist and everything, you know? So, you know, this time I got to, I got to tell my side of things, you know? So, cause I wanted people to understand what was, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on within the music industry part of things that people didn't see, you know, there are a lot of time, there are a lot of reasons why albums get held up sometimes you know, and, and it's not always the artist's fault. You know, a lot of times it can, you know, it ha- can it has to do with just label issues and problems and all this. You know, so I I was able to explain some of that stuff. So I liked being able to do that. We're really looking forward to it. Were there any books you read by women like I know Ricky Lee Jones has uh, written yes. a book and that that sort of inspired you or helped you sort yeah, of yeah absolutely yeah Ricky Lee Jones book I loved her book and then I got to talk with her a little bit at this show we were doing we were both at and right. backstage and you know she was really really nice and really kind and she offered to talk with me if I needed any advice you know while I was working on my book and I read Chrissy Hines' book. Mm-hmm. Hers is, I loved her book. It's, she's got really funny parts in it and very rock and roll, <laughs> you know. Around the same time as your book comes out, you'll have a brand new album out as well, Stories from a Rock and Roll Heart, with some pretty special guests on it, and it sounds fantastic. You must be excited about that. Yeah, too. yeah, I'm really excited about Bruce being on it and his wife, Patty. How did that come about? Well, that's a good question. Um, my friend Jesse Mallon. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Who, who's know. co-written three of the songs. Yeah. He mm-hmm. knew, we were talking about it, and he offered, he said, you know, I think I can get in touch with Bruce. I know some people who know how to reach him, and I think he might be interested in coming and doing something on the album. So he did, so he was, he was true to his word and he got through and got in touch with Bruce and and Bruce and his wife Patty both 
you know, wanted to do something and it was great. And then Patty, Bruce's wife, wrote us an email, a long email and said how much they enjoyed doing it. And she in in her the email, she said, nobody's writing songs like this anymore and all of this and, you know, just all this praise. And it was just really sweet, really great. I just love them as people a lot, you know. So were you Very in the down to earth. Yeah. Were you but, in the studio with them? Were you in the studio with them? And where did you record it? No, I wasn't in the studio with them, unfortunately. But right. sometimes you have to, you know, they I think they did it at their own studio. But we were always recording was in Nashville at mm -hmm. Ray Kennedy's studio, Room and Board, right. which is the same setup that I used when I was recording car wheels. And yeah, so... But one of the reasons, obviously, that Bruce and Patty weren't there is because that was Nashville and it was easier for them to work and they're, you know, where they already were. So it's a fantastic compliment to you that they're on the album. And it I know great. it is, isn't it? Yeah. It thank is. you. Yeah. Hey, there's also a song there inspired by um, Bob Stinson of The Replacements and inspired by experience Tom had. And The Replacements, one of my favorite bands of all time. Tell us about that song, Hum's Liquor. Well, my husband, Tom Overby, he's also my manager. You know, we started collaborating on some songs late, recently and also with Jesse Mallon. He's been contributing. And Tom had this idea for a song about Bob Stinson. And it came from, it's Tom's from Minneapolis. So he knew all those guys, you know, when they were based there and playing around in Minneapolis and everything. And Tom told this story about how he had an apartment downtown Minneapolis and every single morning he would look out of his window and he would see Bob going into the liquor store right down the street. And it was like a regular everyday thing at the same exact time. Like he could almost set his watch to him, you know, doing that. And I mean, it's a bittersweet story. It's sad and kind of, you know, but mm. so Tom had that idea for a song about that. And then we asked Tommy Stinson, who, um, again, Jesse Mallon's real good friends with Tommy. So we were able to get Tommy to come in and do something on that track. And he was really he was really touched and moved by it, of course, because it's his brother, you know, so. But that's the story behind that. And I mean, it's really a it's really kind of a, a tribute to Bob Stinson, mm. you know. I was lucky enough to see the uh, replacements during their comeback tour. They played the Austin City Limits Festival, and I was there with my son. He was traveling with me, and we saw we saw them. And my son turned to me afterwards. He said, "Dad, I cannot believe that I haven't heard of this band before." That wow. he, he he thought they must have been one of the biggest bands in the world. You know, yeah, he thought, in, he thought that's really incredible. sweet. I love that you took your son and. <laughs> you know, introduced him to their music because they are so great. They were, weren't they? They were just fantastic. Yeah. There's an epic song on it called Where the Song Will Find Me, which kind of intimates that that's about songwriting, that the song kind of inspires you or finds yeah. you. Tell well, us about that. Well, it's, kind of, it's kind of about, I, I sort of I see it as kind of the muse, you know, mm -hmm. like allowing it. You have to basically keep yourself open to it because you never know when it's going to come in and inspire you, you know, and I mean, you could even go 
so all the way of to saying, you know, make sure you have some paper and a pen by your side all the time because you never. I mean, I have to do that because I never know. I mean, I could be in a laundry mat, I could be in a bar, I could be in a grocery store, and something will come to me, you know, and I have to jot it down. So that's that's kind of what I think. That's basically what the the meaning behind that. That was another Tom Overby. Right. Something that he brought to the table. Speaking of great songs, I love those sessions you did online where you paid tribute to the Stones and country music. Oh, and yeah. They were incredible. Thank you. Yeah, that was really fun to do. I love taking somebody else's really good song and interpreting it and, you know, going, getting inside it and, you know, seeing what I can do with it. I love doing that. Well, the Especially- thing is, you. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. especially Tom Petty's material. You yeah, because know, you, you played with Tom Petty not long before he passed yeah, away. Yeah, I've got a soft spot in my heart for him and his music. Yeah. But, you know, it made, and when you do a project like that and you're taking all these other people's songs and going in and exploring through the song, it makes you realize, you know, what good songs, what great songs they were, you know. So I was talking to somebody, I was doing an interview recently, and we were talking about this same thing, the Tom Petty, his material and all. And he said, he said, you know, something that he had realized, he said, Tom Petty's songs are deceptively simple. And that's one of the beauties of them. One of the reasons they're so great. I, I mentioned my son. I took my daughter to Jazz Festival. She was at came over with a now husband they were in the states and they came to jazz fest and tom petty was playing and they were arriving sort of in the afternoon and i said you have to come out and see tom petty and they said oh we're a bit tired and i said no i'm we're getting a cab we're going to see tom petty (laughs) and of course not long after a few months after he wasn't with us anymore and they were so thankful that they got to see tom and he was he was amazing you know yeah, well, that's how I felt, too, in my whole band, because we that was the, the last time we saw him was the last show we did at, that we did with him at yeah. the Hollywood Bowl. And it was that we had that same feeling probably that you had, you know, that's what we were left with was the memory of that show. And then, you know, then he was gone. I think you really with those sessions also, you talked about the great songs, how you showing those interpretations, the the affection you have for the songs. And that's bringing something a little bit different there. So I wouldn't even call them cover versions. I like to call them interpretations because you bring something different to them. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I really felt, I've always felt a strong connection with Tom Petty and Mm -hmm. his songs. And we had a special bond. I'm not sure what it was, but some of those songs just... I mean, I just felt like I could have written them. Like, probably my favorite one is Southern Accents, Mm, mm. you know. And he spoke to, he spoke to that a lot, what it meant to be from the South and be a Southerner and everything, and, you know, in that song. You know, it's funny, I have to remember people, I, I have to do a lot of interviews right now about the book, and... You know, somebody will ask me or mention something that was written in the book, and I'm trying to remember, you know. 
because there's so much and you know you don't remember every single thing that you wrote in there so well lucinda thanks very much for your time i better let you go i'm sure you've got other people to talk to as well it's been great to catch up with you thank you bye i hope you enjoyed our chat with lucinda weems about her memoir don't tell anybody the secrets i told you and her album stories from a rock and roll heart available through highway 20 and 30 tigers records You've been listening to a Rhythms podcast. I'm the editor of Rhythms magazine. If you want to find out anything more about the magazine or perhaps even subscribe to it, you can do so. Rhythms.com.au. Tell your friends about it as well. Thanks for listening.